Hey, Cinemates, it's Beck here. I'm just letting you know that I am doing a little live tour of Australia over the next couple of months. But first and foremost, Perth, me and Skip are coming for you. Uh, In the next couple of weeks, we are doing the reunion tour at Perth Fringe from the 15th of Feb to the 18th of Feb, the Laugh Resort. So uh, ticket links in the bio. Also head over to our socials to get links there too. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. I'll be coming for you in the next couple of months. Okay, on with the app. You're listening to a DM podcast. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. is the Dude Cinema Podcast. But I was just like scrolling through it like nerds, nerds, nerds. Like I don't care. <laughs> Movie shaming needs to stop. Obviously a dude wrote this script. These teeth aren't friends and I'm like, I'm about it. I honestly think that this movie should just be called Red Flags. <laughs> Let me miles tell you. <laughs> Fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. This is the Dude Cinema Podcast. My name is Alex J, and with me is my absolutely stunning to heck co-host Beck Chowers. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies. That, I don't know why I was doing a little dance. Oh, you did a little slap ass right there to the air. Thank you. Actually, you know what that is? It's the problem that I talked about on the Patreon last week has been resolved. Oh yes. So, and if you want to find out what that is, I think I mentioned it last week's episode. Yep. Head on over seven dollars a month to find out. To find out why Bex is in a rip roaring good mood today. Whoa. <laughs> um, but while what we're here to do today yes. is to watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. Yes, and if you would like to support us, you can go to that gold class feed on Apple, Spotify, or Patreon. Find out what has been ailing back recently mm, for mm. exclusive weekly content. Seven dollar news a month. Links are in the show notes. Get on. Damn, baby. How are you, my love? I'm all great. All great. That's all I need to say. It's great. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't as much like come out the other side of something quite horrible as you have. So I'm not like up there, but I'm middling. I'm good. Okay. All right. Nice. Oh. Before we get into the movie, yes, we've got a little, uh, not so much nice people say nice things, but nice people tell us cool things. Oh, great. Which I've just decided is another new segment. <laughs> I also have something, to, which is uh, nice people say a horrible thing that happened to them, but ask that I share it on the podcast <laughs> as a form of catharsis. So what if I go first okay. and then you go second, so okay. we end on a good note? All right, so we'll go with nice people tell us awful things. We say them on the podcast as a type of catharsis. And here it Pioneering is. Pioneering episode. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't ask if I could um, use her name, but um, so I won't okay. to be safe. But a lovely cinemate of ours uh, recently has been a- a dating. Awesome. Love it. We love it. And love it. Early on, uh, she asked me, she was like, hey, um, so I'm seeing this guy, and there's like a couple of red flags. <sighs> like, uh, everything's been going well, mm-hmm. but his favorite actor is Harrison Ford. Mm. And he um, really thinks the Joker's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and do uh, we have a Pulp Fiction poster in the bedroom? I don't know. I didn't get that info, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume. So, yes. <laughs> so they had been on a couple of days. But everything else, I was like, is there anything else? And mm-hmm. she was like, no. And I was like, well, I, you know, a lot of the time we blow out people's love of movies mm-hmm. as an entire personality flaw. That's and that's. True. That's that's a fun 
There's a fun a, thing. Hu- yeah, it's a fun humorous thing, thing that we chat do about here. and riff on. Yeah. Don't know if you want to make life-changing decisions based on it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You should not cut someone out of their life because they like the Joker. Because <laughs> um, you know what? There's so many of those people in yeah. the world. Also, I thought. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now those those traits are back on back on notice. Okay, all right, we're back on the table because after. Everything had been going fine. Mm-hmm. They'd been on about 10 dates. Can I give this girl a name so I can refer to her? Yes. I'm going to call her Jessie. Jessie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> Jessie gets um, out of the blue on uh, Sunday night, gets a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not a message, a GIF <laughs> um, of Harrison Ford just uh, doing a little sign-off, just like that little head, like two-finger yep. salute thing. Yep. Just and not even the word in it, not even like a see ya in the in the gif. Just the little. Just Harrison. Just doing a signing off mm-hmm. in Star Wars, by the way. Um, okay. And then you needed to lead with that. I'm so sorry. But yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then he blocked her what? on everything. That was a breakup. That was a yes. She got broken up. What? With Via a, a Harrison uh, Ford meme. Yes, with a a, a gif. Gif. So it's not even... Not even words. Oh, Jesse. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. I mean, obviously, mm. get rid of him. See yes. you later, alligator. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if that's but how people are going to... He's going to deal with conflict. Good good to get out. Via Harrison Ford gift. Is mm. this the world we're in now? Is this a common thing? I mean, it is why we started the podcast. I know. But I thought we solved it. I thought we solved it at least a year ago. Now it's back. It's back more than ever. And so our job is very important. Also, his name was Brayden. Ooh. So that's... (laughs) If you're listening, Brayden, fuck Fuck you. You you piece of fucking shit. you. Are you fucking serious, Brayden? Ew, uh, Brayden. Are you 10? Also, your taste in movies fucking sucks, by the way, Brayden. Sorry. Okay, well, now that okay, now that it's apparently out there and happening again, even though we solved it, if anyone has any dating stories around Dude Cinema, please send please them in. Please send them in. And so we can personally call out all the Braydens all of the, the world. All the Braydens, yeah. All of them are going to be called Brayden, whether they actually are or not. But we need to know about it so that we can solve it one by one again. Yeah. Great. All right. But all now, right. on a lighter note... <laughs> Okay, now we come to the next segment, Nice People Tell Us Cool Things. So this is from Tim on Patreon. He said, um, after our Banshees of Ed Sheeran episode, <laughs> Brendan Gleeson, the old man, did Ooh. you know? Listen to the podcast. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> he has some things to say. He'd be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> If you are listening, Brendan, we love you. It's your character we had a problem with. Yes, 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 yes. Great performance. You deserve all the awards. But Brendan Gleeson, fun fact, is actually the father of Domhnall Gleeson. Oh, my God. I knew there was some, yeah, nepotism going on there. I just hadn't put it together. With Domhnall? Did we already say that on an episode? We might have, but I might not have known who Brenda yes. Gleeson was. Yes, I didn't have a do that thing where you look up yet. a fact and you're like, I understand all facets of this mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say it on the pod. I probably pretended I knew who Brendan Gleeson was during that chat. Yeah. And you probably <laughs> did too. We were just pretending to each other. Forgetting the core value of the podcast. Back on track. <laughs> So, yes, that's cool. That's awesome. Oh, my. It's a pretty cool little fact because, of course, we love Domhnall from 
ex machina. Yes. And then I And men as well. Was he, he not in men? No, he no. wasn't in men. No, the black mirror guy was in men. Yes. But he's also in the patient that show that I talked about yes, a lot. Yes, yes. So yeah. Aww. But shall we jump into the movie that has brought us here today? Let's get into it. So this is one of your favourite movies. Of all time, yes. Of all time. Would you say that you have dude cinemaed yes. people into this? Okay. Definitely. This movie is called Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. It's the prequel that was made after The Silence of the Lambs. And the reason we decided to do this is because we recently fell back in love with Ray Fiennes via yes. The Menu. Yes, yes, yes. And then I was like, well, there's another movie that I love that Ray Fiennes is in. Let's give that a, a watch. And it's called Red Dragon. So I think I came across this movie when I was like a teenager and it just sparked like a little bit of horny for Ed Norton Mm-hmm. in me and then also just horny for like psychological thriller movies okay i'm so glad yeah because this movie did i'm gonna spoil it at the end this movie did make me horny right and i will go into detail how i uh, as is customary at the end of the podcast of course, of course. okay i'm so because oh, i the guilt i feel because <laughs> i thought i was just okay. a little disgusting little teenager that mm-hmm. just couldn't keep it in a freaking pants when it's serial killer was on screen or something. I mean, I think whenever we feel horny, I mean, it's not just Catholic girls. So you're like, I'm a horny little teen. I'm disgusting. Oh, I'm disgusting. <laughs> oh, this is so gross. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. And, you know, there is probably, if you look at it by some angles, a very fine line between horny and fear. There's yes. Probably, there's probably a lot of crossover. Yes. Those, those are the we like to acknowledge <laughs> in society. <laughs> So that's where I'm coming out from this. And so I hadn't seen this movie in quite a few years and I got to watch it yesterday and Luke watched it with me. So I do. <gasps> was it his first time? First time. Oh my God. And it was so much fun to watch a movie that I love that he's not seen and experience it with him. And now I am just understanding why dudes do it more. Because <laughs> it actually is really fun to show yeah. someone your favorite movie. <laughs> now you've grown enough confidence through this podcast to be able to do that yeah. whereas i think four years ago Absolutely when we started not. it sorry four what is it three years and 50 something weeks ago because our birthday's coming up um oh, it's our birthday soon get ready for that so yeah you've got enough confidence now to be like mm-hmm. you know what i do have a favorite movie mm. i do and i'm gonna show it to and you. i'm gonna show it to you i'm confident enough to open up and I know it's a good movie, and I know because I know, I think public opinion's not is that it's not a very good movie. Yes, everyone I've told that we were doing this, yeah. has been like, oh, it's not good. Well, I would like to ask them why. I kind of have a similar question. Yeah. Okay. So when was the what was the first time you saw this movie? I just, I can't remember exactly, but it was teenager years. I think we probably got it as a DVD and some kind of like pack or something because I I never grew up like being obsessed with Silence of the Lambs it was always Red Dragon and then second was Silence and then third was Hannibal but Red Dragon was just it's because of Edward Norton I just loved him and this is around I think Mm. around the same time like Fight Club came out so it was a real Edward Norton era era (laughs) (laughs) Eddie being just fucking hot and yeah it, it awoke something in me and confused me a lot Hey, no confusion. So you have it makes se- sense to me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so validated. 
<laughs> and so you had never seen this before? Never seen it. And I, it was so interesting because there was parts of it where I was like, I feel like I have seen this before. Oh, okay. But I, don't, I couldn't tell you where. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you when. I definitely... I definitely haven't seen the full movie. Okay. Perhaps I've seen a clip in a montage somewhere. Potentially. Or just seeing that. Montage of the coolest 50 movies of all freaking time montage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like maybe even like worst sequels of all time or something like (laughs) that. And it would have been next to like uh, Speed 2, Mm -hmm. which is so unfair. That is rude. Yes. Mm. But I definitely also remember seeing Ray Fine's back tattoo somewhere in this. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Hard to Ooh, forget. We. Hard to forget. There it is. <laughs> right there. <laughs> what did you expect yes. it was going to be about? I well, expected it to be very bad. Mm-hmm. Very, very bad. I did not expect Edward Norton to be blonde. That was a nice. That was a curveball. Should have. She should have warned me. <laughs> Get a mop. Um, <laughs> hey, Beck. Uh, just a word of warning. Edward Norton is a bit sun-kissed in mm. this movie. So if you've got that tarp handy. Yeah. <laughs> but I never even heard of it until literally you had told me about it. I'm like, it's one of my favourite movies. Cool. So I can't believe it flew under the radar. Yeah, it's not It's not very famous. Which is crazy for the cast of like, Ray. Okay, okay. don't even. Okay, should we jump in? Yes. Let's, okay. let's go, let's go, let's go. Dear Doctor, I have admired you for years. I wanted to tell you I'm delighted that you've taken an interest in me. I don't believe you'll tell them who I am. Besides, the important thing is what I am becoming. I have some things I'd love to show you. Until then, I remain your most avid fan. Two families killed a month apart in their homes. These attacks were highly organized. The victims carefully chosen. This one is gonna go on and on. That's the same atrocious aftershave you wore in court. Former FBI agent Will Graham, who was once almost killed by the savage Hannibal, the cannibal Lecter, now has no choice but to face him again, as it seems Lecter is the only one who can help Graham track down a new serial killer. That's pretty good, actually. And it's rated two stars by Alexi Toliopoulos <gasps> on Letterboxd. I, I have been made aware at some point that I, <laughs> I know that Alexi is not a fan of Red Dragon and I won't let it affect our friendship. <laughs> Alexi, if you're listening, okay. <laughs> I won't. Okay, so that's pretty good, actually. That's, yeah, I like that. Very mm. succinct. So, in Alexia, in your words, how would you sum up this movie for someone who hasn't seen it? Okay, it's set before Silence of the Lambs, Mm -hmm. but all of the main cast from Silence of the Lambs, except for Jodie Foster, are in this movie, even though it was made 20 years later. 20 years? Something like that. Oh, my God. I should probably, we're a podcast, I should probably look up the actual facts. This came out in 2002. Silence of the Lambs was 1991. All right, 10 years later. Yeah. 
10 years later, so all of the actors have aged 10 years, mm. but they have to pretend that they're younger than they were 10 years before. Yeah. It's very fun to think about. Look, they're lucky most of the men in this movie are like between the ages of 30 and 50. Mm-hmm. So like there's not too much that difference. Real nondescript aged group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you use like enough lighting and concealer, you can make it look like they're the same. Yeah. It could be 35, it could be 48. Same diff. <laughs> Um, and so we meet Will Graham and he is working a case trying to catch this ca- the cannibal guy who's yes. been eating all these rich people. They are talking in one of the most – the opening scene in that office is mm. one of the most beautiful offices I mean, I have <laughs> ever seen. They really set up that Hannibal Lecter is a very rich and fancy man. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I Oak and leather as far as the eye can see. I was already – I was just horny for the the set. Yes, <laughs> me too. They they knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were lulling me into a false sense of horny. <laughs> exactly. So that's what they do. They lull you into a false sense of horny from dot one. And they're trying to crack this case. Hannibal Lecter is very much not in jail. He's not been caught yet. I feel like they're really good at exposition and it kind of explains all of that pretty quickly. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Hannibal Lecter is a forensic psychiatrist who's helping profile the serial killer. Turns out it's actually him. <gasps> so he's obviously been working with them, trying to deflect them from his his trail and all this stuff. And then Will Graham is this FBI detective and he is just so smart. He's got this like sixth sense mm. of how he can, he can work a case and figure a case out, but he can also imagine and put himself in the eyes of the killer when yes. he's at a crime scene and just like he has all this intuition that other people don't have. So hot. He's not like the other boys. He's not like the other boys at the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) And then Will realises that Hannibal is the serial killer. They scuffle, they stab each other. And then there's a really long exposition montage of different newspaper clippings just really running you through the next like seven years of their lives yes yeah 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 (laughs) so will survives hannibal's in jail which i miss i want people to bring that back yeah just like breaking breaking like cameras flashing in the background and articles slowly crossing over each other okay i like that i just understand what happened in the last seven years now thank you yeah there's a couple of movies that could do with adding that in Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Memento. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then Will's retired. He's he's moved to Florida with his beautiful little baby boy and his beautiful wife. And then all of a sudden there's a new serial killer who's Mm. just really killing families in a really gory, gruesome way. Yeah. Harvey Keitel plays the boss. He's like, Will, we need you back on the force, dude. We've got to get you. We've got to get that sixth sense intuition that you have. Mm, We've got all the fifth senses. Yes. The fifth sense, the five senses. We've got five of them out the wazoo. Mm. But you know that sixth one that you got? That's what we need. And I'm not talking about how hot you are. Yeah. I'm talking about the intuition thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also the squad is looking very unattractive at the moment. So we would love yeah. to get you in there to balance that out. <laughs> Bunch of algos in there. Yeah. And it is making my day a bummer. <laughs> I want you to come in here with those baby blues. Oh, those baby blues. And so then he's like, we need you back on the force. And so he starts working the case again. And we just kind of learn all about this new killer, Francis Dollarhide, played by Ray Fiennes. Mm -hmm. And it all just really escalates. And it's just, it's a real like 
Oh, and also at the time Hannibal is in jail but he's helping them from jail like he does in Silence of the Lambs. Yes, and he's also trying to get out. He's trying to get out. He's trying to get out and get Will's family. Yeah, he really wants to kill Will's family because they they pretend like they're friends but really Will is the reason he's in jail. So, Mm. of course, he still has like a grudge against the dude. Yeah. And it all escalates and comes this big like – crescendo and then the movie ends on I just think one of my favorite endings of a movie like so everything's all done and finished and then the warden of the jail goes and speaks to Hannibal and says there's a woman here from the FBI she wants to talk to you I can tell her to go away if you want Mm. and then Hannibal Lecter turns to camera and just basically says what's her Mm. name and then it's cut at the cut. end of the movie. And you know, it's Clarice Starling. Oh, my God. It made me want to watch Signs of Lambs immediately. <laughs> immediately. I, I don't know what the consensus is among film bros, if that's like a cool thing or if that's hacky, but I fucking love it. It's the Easter eggs. There's so many Easter eggs in this movie for people who love Silence of the Lambs. Mm. And that's the coolest one because they're implying that Silence of the Lambs literally starts in the next second. Yeah. Jodie Foster well, it actually has already started because yeah. Jodie doesn't meet Hannibal until like a third of the way through the movie. So oh, just, it's, I love it. It's so good. And I really like also that it's because it was made by like a different production crew, like entirely. Oh, really? Yeah. And cool. I think it's a different director and producer and everything. Yes. So I like that they like rather than be like, and this is our separate thing and so it's good on its own, yeah. so fuck this bitch, we don't even... Yeah. Or like Hannibal Lecter can fly now. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want them to be own. associated. They were like, no, we're paying homage to totally. the original text and linking them up. Love it. Really cool. Absolutely love it. Because you've mentioned it, I will bring up the fact that the director of this movie has since been cancelled and is very problematic. Yes. Mr. Brett Ratner. On, on November 1st, 2017, six women, including Olivia Munn and Natasha Henstridge, accused Ratner of sexual assault and harassment, as well as following an actress into a bathroom without invitation and masturbating as another entered his trailer ah. to deliver food. So That's really key. Got a real Louis C.K. director dude on hand here. Yeah, so fucking... Christ. So acknowledging that mm. and now ignoring that. <laughs> yes. I had um, a friend of mine, Kieran, mm. who does a movie podcast called Potential Spoilers. Yes, yes, yes. Basically, if you want to know, they try and predict what a movie is going to be. That's fine. And then they watch it and then they review it. That's after. fine. So that's a very fun concept if you want to mm. go like, listen to that. Mm. Um, but he was telling me that <laughs> he was telling me that Brett Ratner was cancelled. And I was like, I was my heart was so broken because I just watched this movie and I really liked it. And it's like, and also he made Rush Hour, and I was like, well, now that's ruined as well. What? Okay, what else is he? This Brett Ratner fucking ruined. Oh, and just look at he looks like he looks like a baby Weinstein. Oh no! Yeah, he looks like Weinstein light. He's known for Red Dragon, X Men, Hercules, Rush Hour. Wait, which Hercules? The Disney one? 2014. No, it looks live action. Oh, no, no, no. Then don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> shit. <laughs> the Revenant. Oh, he's the executive producer. Sorry. Oh, fucking I don't hell. think he's directed in quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. For this reason. Good. Good, good, good. I mean, he's done heaps. Yeah. Ugh. But it looks like he's been EP on most things. 
not as much director. I mean, yeah, good. Just, good. It's good. It, it's so nice now that we are, what is it, seven years since the Me Too movement mm. began that mm. some of these people are still not working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's doing financially fine, mm. but it I'm, doesn't look like he's been allowed to do his directing craft, which is mwah. Yeah, I'm sure there is other roles that he's taken behind the scenes mm. where he's... Um, Has no contact with women. Yeah, or being credited <laughs> as, as someone else. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Which is always annoying. Very but true, very true. But anyway. Um, also as well, so mm. what happened with this movie the reason why it's from two different production houses and Kieran mm. told me this as well this oh thanks Kieran not my own knowledge <gasps> so Jodie Foster was a fan of the original book and the okay. whole series okay and so she found it and was like oh my god I, I want to turn this into a movie so she bought the rights for it way back when oh I think I remember this when we did silence also way back when yeah, yeah. and so then Dino De Laurentiis mm-hmm. bought the rights to the other two books but he couldn't get Silence of the Lambs because Jodie had it because Jodie had it oh yes. so that's who has made this one and Hannibal potentially yes oh. yeah 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 so he made the other two uh, yes cool bitch I love it there is just this is what makes Jodie Foster so cool as well I really love finding out when actors are also producers Mm -hmm. and also get like to really pick the stories that they portray and want to be a part of have a lot to to do with it yeah yeah it's it's cool cool okay so we did mention the cast before okay it's like I agree with you. I can't believe it's rated so poorly online considering the fucking cast. Yes. The main cast of this movie is literally Anthony Hopkins, Ray Fiennes, Edward Norton, Harvey Keitel and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, I mean, it's too many dicks, obviously. I mean, it doesn't make me feel kind of good that I was like, well, at least he was dealing with mostly men. I mean, there was some female actors on this. That's true. I hope they're okay. okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it is too many dicks for a movie, like according to us. Mm. But, you know, it's an amazing group of dicks, though. Yes. Considering. What a a beautiful group of dicks. It's just (laughs) honestly like five of the best actors around at that time mm. and high tier dude cinema yeah like alum which oh. usually would make me nervous yes <laughs> but considering that off opening scene of the office was so sexy yeah. i'm like okay so this is through the female gaze then mm. you're really looking you're really putting <laughs> effort into the decor <laughs> so should we just go through cast if we must. All right. <laughs> Tony Hopkins himself. Yes. Reprising his most famous role. Mm. Definitely. How did you think he went? I think he was amazing. I mean, yeah, he knows the character mm. so well and just fucking smashed it. It would have been so fun to jump back into it. Yeah. Ten years after. Because that ten years in between those two movies would have been just filled with just him like just adulation for him and Mm. people just like being obsessed with Hannibal Lecter and doing all the things at him in the street and stuff so imagine being able to like jump back in there I'm sure as well I haven't looked into it but he definitely would have done like an SNL sketch oh (laughs) with uh, with the character between that movie and this movie also one of my favorite stand-up bits of all time Mm. is about Hannibal Lecter (laughs) from the comedian Pete Holmes Mm. who I, I 
adore. Mm-hmm. I could watch his stand-up hours forever and ever and ever. Please come to Australia, Pete. Has um, he ever been? Or not, I don't even know, like a he, long time. I you think he came like ages ago, mm. but I don't think I was doing comedy yeah. yet. So I missed out. But he has a bit about how he didn't realise that actors don't get told what to do by the director necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like you have to figure out on your Actions own. And, yeah, okay. Yeah. And he does this bit about like like no one told Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I'm sure I said this on the Silence of the Lands episode, but I'm gonna say it again because it's I so fucking funny. I'm loving it. He's like no one told Anthony Hopkins to be like, I ate her liver with some fava beans. beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> like no one told him to do that. <laughs> All of his like, like, what were the other takes like? <laughs> like, yeah. was he just like, <laughs> I have no, I shouldn't be quoting stand-up bits, but it's so funny, I can't not do so it. Good. He's like, you know, what were the other takes? Was he just like, I ate her liver with some fava beans and a nice chianti? <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy! <laughs> no, that's not the character. No, no, cut that. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So I'm. Oh, I love the idea of Hannibal Lecter saying yummy, yummy, yummy. yummy. <laughs> I'm gonna find the clip. I'm gonna put it on please, our socials, please, because it's just fucking. It's too good. And tag him, and then he'll respond, and then he'll come on the podcast. Oh my, I would cry. I would <laughs> literally. I wouldn't be able to cope. Guys, we're, um, ma- we're manifesting Pete Holmes on our podcast for 2023. All right, get around. Get around it. Oh my god, that's so good. Because I would, yeah, I would, honestly, the director probably was just like, here's the light, and then just do something creepy after it, like, whatever you feel. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine just the crew just like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Chuck. Is he trying to eat her? Yeah, <laughs> what was that? there? Maybe it'll make sense in the edit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and then lo and behold, it took off as like the most yeah. famous moment in the movie. <laughs> so every time like, I, I really- see didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see him do something in there, all I hear is some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Okay, I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, so I loved it. I love watching it because it's brilliant in the moment and then I have a little joke to myself in my head as well. <laughs> and now you all do too. And now, yes. <laughs> So that's what I thought. What did you think? I thought he was great. I don't care that he looks 10 years older. Mm-mm-mm. Like I just I I love that fact about this movie. I think it's a fun factoid, mm. but you'd never notice it. Like even the the prison warden and the prison who would you how would you guard Barney? Yeah. They're both the same actors oh as my Silence God. of the Lambs too. So the you know the wet psychiatrist guy who runs the prison yes and yeah barney they're both the same actor as well which is cool and they obviously look older but like i don't know you just kind of you definitely can suspend your disbelief Mm. oh it's been so long since i watched silence of the lambs i didn't notice yeah i mean tony's just got a bit more of a barrel chest on profile his chest does come out quite far because he's an old man now yeah Yeah. that would be so funny just going straight on towards silence of the lamb being like how his bloating went down (laughs) deflated a bit Good for him. What do you have a probiotic or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he was great. Next, <sighs> Ray I mean, finds that Edward Norton. Uh, Ray, let's talk about Ray because he's the reason we're here today. Okay. When they were like 
Because I didn't, I forgot that Ray Fiennes was in this right. for a hot, even though it said it in the opening credits. Forgot for a second. Well, he doesn't come in until like 20, 30 minutes in. Yes. And so when they were trying to figure out how the killer was, they're like, oh, he's like disfigured or like, mm. uh, he's going to be really ugly. Gross. And then when a, a young <laughs> Ray Fiennes came on the screen and was uh, gorgeous. Built? And ripped and- as fuck. <laughs> gorgeous skin like porcelain clear skin oh my god the scar on his lip that just makes him sexier i know i was like i don't care about the hair lip. why does he have such <laughs> insecurity around it right yeah and he's like he looks great like he so looks great. amazing like i <laughs> this is a villain yeah for a second <laughs> this I was, guy <laughs> yeah i was like babe what do you mean you're disfigured babe believe in yourself I really, you're gorgeous yeah. and not like you're like in a like brave way. You just <laughs> straight up hot. You just actually are, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy fine. Yeah, and then I was already like so attracted to him, and yeah. then he's doing the most fucked up evil things. No. And then the back tattoo reveal. <gasps> what are you trying to do to me? It was like beautifully lit too because it was like that projection light how they revealed it with <laughs> the cinema photography f- 69 stars <laughs> yum 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 the sexiest yummy, number yummy, yummy. i don't it's the one it's one of the few positions where you don't see the back but um <laughs> actually i'm just trying to think of how that would work never mind it does like the joke is that it's sexy. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get. Sixty nine, where it's like back to back, so back to back. Okay, okay. Uh, um, yeah, that's you, just- yeah. It was hot. So if you haven't seen it, the reason Ray Fiennes has a back tattoo is not just to service us, the audience. <laughs> yes, but he he feels that he is the human form of this like devil dragon thing mm. that's in this old ass painting yes and he's it's like part of his psychosis definitely that he like it talks to him and he's he's it and he's evolving to become the red dragon yes and so he has a tattoo on his back of like the dragons like tentacles and bones and shit mm. just to make him look like the painting and it's and he works mm. out i mean they show he us he works the hell out he's got a whole gym in his mansion and everything yeah, yeah. that's the that, that, i think that tattoo artists should take people's side before they get back tattoos <laughs> and be like look your body your choice absolutely obviously um i would say if you really want this to pop do a few shoulder presses have you seen red dragon yeah do a, do a, do a few deadlifts i reckon uh-huh. really gonna make this pop yeah it's gonna make that thing pop yeah <laughs> And then he, like, moves it around. Yeah. But so did you find that moment so confusing? Because as we're looking at the magnificence of his back, he's also making these really weird groaning noises and stuff. I didn't hear that. Okay. <laughs> Time slowed down and, and, and Dreamweaver started playing in the background. Everything went out, like, muffled, that muffled sound, and then, yeah, Dreamweaver just yeah. ascended. <laughs> Actually, that's not the right. Um, what's a, a more sexy song that's like more grungy? Okay, because it is um, a bit, bit yeah, fanciful. For yeah, what's yeah, yeah. In it's this more scene. like um, it's not the best one, but it's like pour some sugar on me. Yeah, that's it. In the name of love. That's it. Yeah, or right. some rock song about the devil. That's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tribute the devil by Tenacious is D. <laughs>
Mihin seuraa? I think that's why Philip Seymour Hoffman started screaming is because he was like, oh, I'm scared, but I'm so horny. It's really funny. You could, okay, yeah. So also in that scene, Philip Seymour Hoffman has been taken captive by mm, the red dragon. Glued to a wheelchair. Glued to a wheelchair. So I don't, I don't know what type of glue he's using, but... <laughs> I have. I am sick of the misrepresentation of glue in movies. Agreed. I don't know. I when I don't know the last time that you used glue. Mm. That is such a one star for glue as a whole. Absolutely. Like when when is the last time you have glued anything? Glue successfully. Mm. Uh, glue's on its way out. Yeah. I, like the last time I remember, I tried to use super glue to fix something. I, if you've ever had something and used super something break and you've used super glue to fix it and it worked successfully text in let us know get in the comments picture it didn't happen yeah Sally's has a lot to fucking answer for because i've glued my fingers together more than i've glued a broken piece of anything together and also yeah you can get them off so i was like i don't know what kind of glue they had in the 2000s but you know what this movie misrepresents glue a lot actually Mm. because Later on, or earlier on, I can't remember, but at some point when he's looking through his diary, that he, the big fucking huge diary that he writes yeah. in, he, he glues on a, a, a little article of Will Graham. He uses one pe- – like a glue stick. Just a Yoo-Hoo stick. A Yoo-Hoo stick, one line around the edges, no crisscross in the middle or anything. What the fuck? Just the line around the rectangle edges, sticks it at that that article is not staying in that diary, sir. Absolutely not. That pissed me off so fucking much. <laughs> Next time you open that diary, that thing is flying out. Yeah. And you won't remember what page it was meant to go on. Uh, absolutely not. That diary is so big. Also as well, that diary is like 20 years old. Yeah. And they're just turning the pages. There's not a corner that's turned up or anything. Nothing's yeah. folded. Nothing's falling out of it. Exactly. He's not... A clean guy. I Mm-mm. mean, have you seen his house? It's pretty nasty. It's nasty. It's old. So, I, yeah, I can't imagine he's going to the craft store <laughs> and being like, I'm sorry, but what is the best glue? <laughs> yeah. Could you guys laminate for this a manifesto? For me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, there's that. There's that misrepresentation. Oh, yes, because Philip is almost got glued to the chair and he's like, he can't even like move a little bit. Yeah, he can't move his head. Oh, yuck. yeah. But there is this like, during it because he's trying to bargain with Red Dragon and be mm. like, let me go, I'll tell your story because he's a journalist. And th- because of the way his head is stuck to the the chair and also just the general Philip Seymour Hoffman aesthetic where mm. he's like, he's a slob, right? He's like, mm. he's got crusty lips and sh- unshaved. He does often look like he's looking at the magnificence of Ray finds his back tattoo, yeah. like actually like he's haughty. He's yeah. Kinda, oh, 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 the mouth open, just like, oh. Same, Philip, same. Yeah. Also, he's a hairy guy too. Yeah. He could absolutely just like lose it, wax himself. <laughs> You're waxed, dude. Yeah, true. Valet mm. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm. I mean, what What a fuck. He's so good. He's so good at he's this. He's incredible. Okay. Are we done with Ray? I sorry I forgot that's who we were talking about for a yeah. second um I was just picturing the red dragon um yeah they wanted the same I loved Ray I think mm. he is what what is his nationality normally I've seen him do so many different accents he's British he is British yeah because cool. he's I only know that because he's in the Harry Potter movies and it was all British cast oh okay yeah cool 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 I think anyway let us know, anyway, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just love him. I think he did such a like great job of because his character when he's not being a murderer is incredibly insecure and shy, barely speaks, and then he just transforms literally into this monster who can do like all these awful and like all and all of those scenes where he's struggling with himself against his grandma and all of his trauma and then struggling with the painting when he's the painting's trying to get him to kill the lady. I just love it. All of it. Mm. What range? What range this man has? Bloody range. No, I'm not just talking about his traps. (laughs) So I loved him. Okay, next. Edward Norton. Okay. I, the way. I'm blushing. In which I am feral for this man (laughs) to this day. Yeah, it has not stopped. It has not died down. I, I don't know what it is. Tell me, try and try he and find just, it. Like yeah, I just, he's got like just these. His eyes are so beautiful. Mm, mm-hmm. He falls into the category of actors that are like really the eyes are doing a lot so of work. work. Like but, a Mr. Ray Fiennes. Yes, but the rest of him is not taking a holiday. Absolutely, it's not taking a break. <laughs> the rest of it is working just no, as hard as up. the eyes it has shown up, and the eyes are working overtime. <laughs> wow, that's how hard this man works. Yeah, it's just like a softness to him and like in not only his features but also his manner too, which is like very calm and subtle and controlled and that's very attractive. Also the fact that he – I don't know why (laughs) because I have a very unhealthy relationship with Kurt Cobain and Nirvana and – Courtney Love and that whole shebang. Mm. I don't know what about my psychosis and mental health (laughs) – puts me in a wormhole i get so drawn to the darkness of that all he him and courtney love dated for a number of years (gasps) they did Mm -hmm. i wouldn't not have picked that because i agree with you he seems like with from all of like even in fight club he still played the calm kind of like chilled out dude I can't imagine him being like swept up in the world of Courtney Love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. I just like, I'm like. Well, that's cool. <sighs> Have you read much about their relationship in your travels? A little, yeah. A lot of um, people will be like, he was a really calming presence for her oh, and was like, it was one of the most chill times in her. She was a bit out of the public eye for a while while they were oh. dating. But since then, she's uh, <laughs> listened to it. Courtney Love's episode of Mark Maron, which is a lot. Did you tell me about that? Yeah, I did tell you about this. I I wouldn't be surprised if it gets taken down. Yeah. It was – It's yeah, it's a lot to take in. I adore the music that Courtney Love has Mm. made and I think she was someone who's – yeah, she's very mentally ill and has struggled with it for a long time. such a long time. But is a brilliant artist. But, yeah, she was not – in a good place when she did that interview and said some like not great things about Edward Norton. So I'm like, I don't really know. Oh, really? I don't really okay. know. It's a, yeah, a bit of a mishmash, but I yep. still find him sexy. So he I can is so pretty. push that out of my mind and just enjoy. Because in this one, he's got blonde hair. Mm. You know, he's normally mm-hmm. got the, the dusty brown kind of nothing color hair, which yeah. is my natural hair color. But in this one, he's like, he's sun-kissed. He's literally got like bleached tips. Yeah. Which is a little bit Kurt Cobain. A little bit Kurt Cobain. Also, I like to imagine that um, this is is somehow a (laughs) sequel to Fight Club. And he's merged with Tyler Durden. 
Oh, oh, okay. And yeah. he's gotten like a bit of the tan and a bit of the blonde tips. And then he stopped doing his boring corporate job and went to work for the FBI. Mm. So that's hot. <laughs> it's very hot. You know what's also hot? What? Is that he, his character loves his wife. Oh, <laughs> my God. A man that wants to defend his family. And doesn't I'm- bitch about her when she's not in the room or roll his eyes as she says something to him. Mm. Ugh. Protects her at all costs. And also she's a very strong woman too. And he doesn't find that intimidating at all. He never condescends. He never talks down. Mm, mm, mm. I love that. Even though there was literally only two women in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I love that both of them were very cool and very strong characters. Yes. Uh, And very interesting and uh, like individuals. They, both of the women, like Ray Fiennes' girlfriend and Edward Norton's wife, both have... Cool stories. They're not just cookie cutter women. Let's chuck mm. one in there to balance it out. And anyway, but yeah, but Edward Norton, Will Graham, loves his wife, mm. enjoys spending time with her. Yes, and he wants to protect that. He understands that that's important mm-hmm. and he puts in the effort and the time. He literally retired because for his family yeah. and for his own mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His last case, was he was stabbed almost to death. Mm. Should we move on to the next sexy man in this cast? Yeah. Harvey Keitel. Woo! <laughs> Look, he didn't really do it for me in this one. There was no. already so much confusion and yes. horniness going on. yes. Yes, yes, yes. That it was it was hard to make space. Yeah. <laughs> he was more of an anchor, I yes. felt like. The anchor in the cast because he's the big guy, he's the boss, he's the one telling everyone when something bad happens. Mm. Um, and I think he did a great job. Mm. Craggy, craggy Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> and also I like Blind. that his character wasn't like – was very open and honest about using Will as like a pawn essentially yes. to get to mm. Hannibal Lecter. He's like, look, <laughs> Will was like, are you using me to get to Hannibal Lecter? He's like, yes, but like, Avi, you know. But like, what else am I meant to do? I just want people to not die. Yeah. And sorry. That I'm putting that on you. Yeah. But it is now your responsibility. Here mm. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> and also some injuries will never recover from fully. But, uh, <laughs> but you'll get a cool scar. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, when Edward sorry, we're back to Edward, but when he takes his shirt off and we see the scar and Alexia, please. I'm gonna have to excuse myself from the studio. <laughs> I just <sighs> I'm so glad you like this movie and you got you found it horny. I'm, I'm so happy. It's so glad too. I was so nervous because I've too. I've been a ne- I was a real negative Nelly last week. No, well the, on the other side. banshees of interest. <laughs> We've had so many people write in being like, I agree with Beck. That yeah. movie sucked. I've also had a lot of personal message, by the way, of people being like, No, you have to watch in Bruges. Oh, so. no. no, no, no. Stop it. Yes. <laughs> right now. Leave us all alone for a second. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, this is so up my alley and I don't know, look, I will have to go to therapy, um, Mm. to discover why these sick, depraved psychopaths, psychopathic men, I find them so attractive. It's something. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's something. Cause even Tony in this, I'm like, oh, there's something about Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter. I think it's the mysteriousness of him and just something about him like, well, I wouldn't mind getting to like know you a bit better. Yeah. What am I doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> something about it's like it's the competency porn of like yes, not only exactly a serial it. killer. You're the best serial killer there ever was. And you're like a really good cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of man that's passionate about cooking is <laughs> 
so sexy. <laughs> I love a man in the kitchen. <sighs> okay, and then we've spoken about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Of course, mm. he played a role very, very well. He plays like the journalist who like for their tatler, which I imagine is similar to like a Daily Mail situation. Yes. It was cool, like, how they put that element in there because, like, you grew to hate him because he's, like, he's the guy that took the photos of me when I was in hospital and all this stuff. That felt really real, like, Mm. that would happen a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to be the killer for a second. Oh, fun. I really, this movie did keep me guessing, like. Oh, yeah, tell me about that because I've seen it for so long. I, yeah, how, how was it as a as a mystery? It was great as a mystery. Cool. It kept me guessing and, like, it was – a lot of it was like the – it had very – well, not common heart like uh, tropes that are yeah. quite common in uh, thrillers. Yeah, it definitely – it's not breaking the mould or anything. Mm. But but how they presented it was very different and kept me on my toes. Cool. And I, was, I started watching this movie and I, I woke late in the night last night realising I hadn't actually watched the movie for our record oh. today. <laughs> At like I think it was twelve thirty. Do you know what? That's so weird. I almost forgot to watch this yesterday as well. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and I guess you've seen it so many times. So like, do I really true. need to? That's true. <laughs> so I started watching this at twelve thirty today. Not uh, yes. last night. Last night. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and so then. And I thought I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get through the first hour and then I'll fall asleep and then I'll watch the next hour tomorrow morning. And it got to like, it was two a.m. <gasps> And I was like, oh, my God, I need to stop. I need to go to sleep. <gasps> like, so I had to, like, force myself to turn it off. What? So That's I could so get cool. some sleep and watch the last half hour today. It. And it was it had me hooked. Had me properly hooked. Yay. And I didn't even take my ADHD medication. It had worn off by then. <gasps> what? And I focused the whole time. Oh, my God. Well, none of that. I'm not going to give any of that accolades to Brett Ratner. I'm going to give them all to Tony, Edward, Ray, Harvey, and Philip. Yes, of course. Oh, and we have to talk about the, um, I mean, we have to talk about the female yes. characters. I just, I looked them up. <laughs> so we've got Mary Louise Parker played the wife, Molly. Mm. And we've got Emily Watson played Reba McLean. Yes. I fucking love her character. She was amazing. Because she's not blind. Yes. Right? She's not. She's not. That's just her being like an incredible actor because I fully believe she was blind. Yeah. But even outside of that, (laughs) she she made an excellent performance. I love how like she's like obviously like very – not shy, but she's like withdrawn and just kind of like quiet. But then she's also like crazy horny all the time. Mm. I love that. I really liked how they showed her, even though she has a disability, she's very capable, very independent. Yes. Like she was not patronized or coddled in any way. No. Like she was shown as very, very like strong. Yeah. And just like, it was just more, it was like matter of fact, Mm. like all the things that she has to do for her disability, like count the steps from the thing or use something to help cut the cake. None of it was kind of, I felt like presented to us, the audience as a like, ooh, look, here's how a blind person lives. Oh, it must be so hard. Yeah. Look at how hard and sad her life is. Exactly. It was just more like, no, no, this is her life and this is just part of the scene because it's part of her life. Yeah. Ugh. And she's also having to, like, fight off suitors. I know. I loved that. Yes. I loved that it was like, yeah, she's still – she's a gorgeous person. And she seemed, like, she's stunning. so nice and funny and mm. I mean, cool. she was a bit sick in the head a little bit. Mm. Like, she was a little bit perverted, like um, – Doesn't mean she's a horny bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I – okay. Can we talk about the tiger scene? Okay. Okay. So, straight up in this movie, there's, like, a bit of bestiality going on. Do you think she touched the dick? 
She touched the balls. Yeah. She fondled the balls, like, straight up, like, grabbed them and, like, got in there. And you see Ray Fine's character get horny over it. Yeah, so you think it was like it was in it a was horny way? Definitely, yeah. She's not dumb. Like she's she spent, knew she was going for the balls. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I've spent the last click like, because I saw that this I think probably when I was like twelve or something originally. Oh my god, way too young. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I never I didn't clock that when I was a kid. I didn't just clock that she's grabbing the tiger's balls because I'm just just didn't. Yeah, and then it's only been in like recent years that I've been like I think. I because I think maybe I used to think she like accidentally went there because she's blind, so she's just like I just want to I want to touch the belly. It was a comedy beat. <laughs> like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was like to go, just wanted to touch the belly or something, and just like, accidentally went. No, she went around that. the back. She didn't go all belly down to penis. Yeah. She went around the tail, straight past the butthole. <sighs> and also, I she was a freak. Like, this is one, uh, again, proof that everyone is very polite and people need to remember that. <laughs> if you are even acting crazy, people will not fucking tell you. will not tell you. Because uh, no one was like, oh, yeah, ooh, oh, ooh, ooh, hold on, ooh, maybe not there. That's actually not okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's wrong end of the tiger. <laughs> like, no, there was no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we know you can't see. Maybe you didn't know. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and they just let her. Ooh. For quite some time, just molest this fucking tiger. <laughs> okay, that's changed that scene mm. for me. Um, yeah, that because that scene to me was showing that she was like, see, I'm a little bit crazy too. Yeah. I'm a little bit dark too. And it's also showing that Francis has like a soft side and can care for someone because mm. he's doing this amazing thing for her that she gets to meet this sedated tiger and, <laughs> and molest him. Molest <laughs> I mean, maybe they arranged that on the way. We don't know what their conversation was on mm. the drive there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was like, yeah, do it. going to be sick. Um, uh. But, yeah, but I love that she was, yeah, very independent, very uh, horny and went for it. Like, she's the one who made the first move to yeah. Francis every time. Mm, she's like, I am attracted to you, boy. Yeah. And, like, essentially forced him to, like, yeah, she she did not ask for consent mm. when she grabbed his balls either. Yeah. She loves them balls. She loves the balls. <laughs> uh, I also realised that, like, I was like, oh, she probably loves that back tattoo. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that worked, like, obviously it's part of the storyline for a reason, but that works so well that she is blind for that storyline because the house is, like, so ridiculous and fucked. He's so insecure about his face, so he's drawn to someone who can't see it. Mm. And also, I love it all. Yeah. All right. I mean, I could talk about this movie all day, yeah. but I have some questions for you. Yes, go ahead. And I'm very excited for the first <laughs> one. Did this movie make you horny? Uncomfortably so, yes. Yeah. Something about this movie is so sexual and tense and dark. I'm mm. um, definitely going to go to therapy again, mm. talk some of that out. <laughs> but I really, really liked it. And I really, uh, I'm very sad that Edward, wait, is Edward Norton in the prequel? This is the prequel. He's not in Silence. He's not. He's oh, wait, no not more. in Silence. Not in the one before this. Hannibal. No, no he's more. not. Bummer. All right. Well, I will still definitely be watching Hannibal regardless. Mm. Hannibal's good. Hannibal's got uh, Julianne Moore plays Jodie Foster's character. Jodie oh, Foster wow. didn't sign back on, so Julianne Moore stepped in to play her. Oh, oh, great. It's pretty good. That's a. I love oh, Julianne Moore. Oh, and your mate is in it. He plays the Hi, villain. 
Gary Oldman. <gasps> okay, all right, that's getting a bloody watch. Mm. All right, Alexia. <laughs> Did this movie still to this day make you horny? Yes, and now I feel so validated in it. I'm so happy. Yeah, I just, yeah, and it's, despite the fact that, oh, we didn't even mention this, there is sexual violence stuff in this movie. He does sexually assault his victims and it's all quite gory about he puts mirrors in their eyes and stuff. One thing I didn't like Mm. was, I mean, this is just like of the time as well of people not talking about sexual assault correctly. When Edward Norton's like making his little tapes as he's going through the crime scene Mm. and he refers to, what is it, Mrs. I'd be Jacoby or Leeds. Yeah, he's like Mrs. Leeds got special treatment. Yeah. That pissed me off. That really annoyed me. That was gross. Because I think also that... I mean, it makes it makes the movie easy to be horny because you're not hearing all these awful fucking yeah. things. Because if you miss that line, because like you hear the word sexual assault, you hear the word rape, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. But if you just like a breezing past him saying special treatment, mm. you're not understanding that that's what's actually happened. Yeah, and it's very not special treatment. It's actually the least way, special way you can treat someone. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like oh. the opposite of that. Will, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, that part was not horny. Yeah, um, but all the shirtless. Everything else. All the eyes and all the shirtlessness. Yeah. Would you recommend this movie on a date? No, too horny. Yeah, too horny. <laughs> too horny, too scary. Too horny, too scary. I mean, it is, it's a great movie. I loved it. Oh, yay. I'm so happy. Um, I definitely, I think I'll watch this again in the future with Skip. Woo-hoo. Would you? Yes, I would recommend this movie on a date, but that's mm. only because it's my favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we wrap up, there is one thing I want to show you. There's a clip. So I used to have the DVD with special features, of course, and there's a whole special features thing where – for some reason, one day, Michael Jackson visited the set of Red Dragon. What the fuck? <laughs> they don't explain why he was there. I think maybe Brett Ratner, like, was obsessed with him or something. That's and- not who those, <laughs> those two are not. They shouldn't be hanging out. But there is one moment oh that's my very God. funny. What the fuck? There's one moment that's quite funny and it's Ray Fiennes being quite funny and okay. I just had a good time Okay, I'll put this up on the socials. <laughs> Sit still or he'll hear us. Michael Jackson, he's upstairs. That's so funny. Ray finds a very funny little joke. Oh, my God. Yeah, (laughs) I've always had that in my head when thinking about this movie as well. Ray finds stop it. He's funny too. No, I didn't need another reason to feel attracted to him. Oh, my God. All right, we better get out <laughs> we of gotta, here. we got to go. <laughs> it's too warm now. <laughs> well, that's uh, Red Dragon. You guys, if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guidetodudecinema.com. Guide to Dude Cinema at gmail.com she got it and guys very exciting news Um, I don't know if you know but next week is our fourth birthday fourth fourth anniversary of doing dude cinema big O four. so we are doing something very special uh since it's been four years Mm. since we watched the original Original movies movies we are going back and we are redoing Indiana Jones 
and the invaders of the lost ark raiders yes raiders of the lost ark <laughs> fuck it it has been a minute it, it has, has been yeah. a minute it's been four years literally so we're we gonna rewatch it and redo that see yes. if our thoughts and feelings have changed Excited. um and we got some other stuff planned for it so look forward to that oh and also if you want to give us some money i don't know as a birthday present <gasps> head on over to our gold class you can access it on spotify uh apple Podcasts, and our patreon seven dollars a month for yes. bonus episodes every single week yeah love it love it all right alexia yes my love and our lovely cinemate akumite to you and akumite to you and yours bye <laughs>